And as always, welcome to another episode of Two Smoking Guns here on Southern FM 88.3 in this complete state of madness and, uh, and anything else that we could even remotely consider as uh, what's normal. I don't know what normal is anymore. And and, the, uh, this is the new normal. Oh, so. well, and, and there's, the, there's the voice that I need to... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't need to give any introduction to the, um, the, the king of the buttons and uh, my great mate on the other side of the glass again when just doing this as our community piece uh welcome to well, you that's uh, it's an essential service scotty we are an essential service so welcome to you old son you can only do five things you can go to uh, dan murphy's yep. you can go food shopping you can go out on emergencies or come to the radio station yeah the no, four that's things right. you can do yeah according uh, to the An- dan andrews government we're uh, not allowed to play golf and we'll talk a bit about oh, that later don't even start, don't even start don't me even there start me there that's gonna be I, i'm gonna have a bit of a rant about that today you know what that's doing uh, the golf Please, mate. Oh, that's 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 gavel. That's called gavel time. <laughs> it's driving a wedge through Hammer the time. community, mate. Well, I, and I'm going to ask just some what I think are perfectly reasonable and rational questions, and I'm just going to make sure I don't blow up the switchboard. No, you don't want to do that. I, think I had steam coming out of it the last time I did that, and Cole, uh, God bless him, he's left me a little note saying, "Now, mate." If she gets up anywhere near the red, which is what she's already starting to do, um, you know, just call your jets and uh, make sure it lasts for two hours. Well, last time we were on the air, Scotty, (laughs) you did do the COVID-19 stakes from Wuhan, and there was steam coming out of the monitors here. But it was a lovely piece of work. Yep, it was the, uh, the Wuhan handicap the over Wuhan. 1,900 metres. Wuhan handicap. <laughs> so we've got a bit on the show today. We're going to get a couple of people. We're going to we them ring in and yep. have a chat to them about various matters. We've got a financial guru coming on to talk us, to us about the share market. We've got yep. someone who was one of your mates who was in lockdown. Yeah, he was. He uh, Still is, is he? Or? Uh, no, no. I think he's free now. He's and, free. He's uh, a free man. He's free, but I don't think he's in Melbourne either. So I Try and work out how he's well, managed to get where there he is. Go. So, That's very good. And he's a he's a a fine, upstanding businessman in his own right, and he yes. uh, he operates in a field very close to your heart. Yes. And uh, I want to also have a talk to him about what that means, because well, you know people are affected left, right, and centre, and uh, there are some things that just become well, we just can't do that anymore, and I can't afford that anymore, and I just want to see in his part of the world um, it, what impact that might have had. Yeah. Which, well, that's good. I'm going to talk a little bit about. Uh, how our lives are changing through this uh, period of time. I've got uh, some great news about a Polish priest, Scotty. Um, I've got a news about a a Russian jewellery company and I've got a, a bit of news about a Hanoi bakery. Yep. And um, we might even get to some funny nicknames and things today. And I'm going to play a few songs that reference uh, the the well, weekend. Well, now, can I tell you? Yes. Um, uh, on my way in, uh, I was listening uh, to the station as we always do because uh, it's our station of choice now. Um, and I uh, honestly, I heard a song, and I think the title of the song was something like. I cut my arm off while cooking in the kitchen, mm. or something to that effect. Well, I can tell you, it makes Black Sabbath sound like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> that will be the, that would be the latest releases show that you were well, listening. Well, to. It, I think it it possibly was, and I, I, all I all, the only line that I heard was, and that's all I got. Well, I, look, now, two things I'll say to that. If you've if got that track, there are I'm a, really disturbed. There are a lot more people in the kitchen. 
and, and a lot of musos are recording more work because they can't be out and about performing in public. So they're actually doing a lot of uh, studio-based time. Yep. Um, and so he, that uh, I don't know that song, and I don't have it. Oh. But uh, he's obviously uh, had a bit of downtime, and he's recruiting, recru- you know, recording his latest track, and he's gone into the kitchen and. Inspiration for a song, Scotty. Yeah, that's yeah. what comes from everywhere. Well, in fact, you know, if that's the case, there's a lot more people in the kitchen. Maybe they need to start a show called uh, Master Surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that thing's back too, and it raided its pants off because there's nothing else to no. watch and everyone's forced to be well, at home. So fact, it's a great time to be launching a television show. I agree with you, and uh, but I think the one thing that they might have uh, eventually, everything that's old is new again, and everything sort of does a full circle. You know, we started off with these great cooking shows, and we're going, this is fantastic, you know. Yeah. And then it all became about Rat Bag and Rat Bag One and Rat Bag Two and Grumpy Pants and you know she's off her nut. Oh, and idiot and, family versus idiot yeah, family. Yeah, so it was all, and all about these ridiculous people yeah. and nothing about the food. Correct. It was all about who wanted to stab each other in the back with a you know with a carving knife and um, and now that I think they've brought it back, it's all about the food again. Well, it's and good, I think, isn't it? I think that is a good because thing, we're but, doing a lot more cooking at home. I don't know about your household, but I've told you about the Olympic championships that we have at ours. Yeah, yeah. I'm on tonight too. Are you? Yeah. Uh, oh, what's oh, on the menu? I can't tell you. Mate. Oh, okay. No, oh, oh, eavesdroppers. No, yeah, there might be a couple of people <laughs> eavesdropping. When they, hear, sure. they, when they hear it, they might decide not to come home. I'm sure they won't be disappointed. So how was your Easter, Scotty? Um, quiet. Yeah, my Easter. <laughs> well, I, um, I flew to Kerrang, and uh, we went, uh, played in the Kerrang Easter tennis tournament, and we had lots of beers, and we oh, went out to the pub every night. Yeah, karaoke. And we uh, had barbecues every night. There were hundreds of people there, and we all had a great time. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah, last year. Oh, that was last year, yeah, yes. That was- yes, that was last year. Mm. Oh, I mean, I remember I you sat on, me I you. sat on my ass on the couch oh, most no. of the weekend. Yeah, I got was. out to the shed, did a bit of painting, Scotty. I thought I might as yep. well do some painting while I can. Yep. The the garden's probably never as looked yeah. as good in its God. life. And uh, some of these, uh, you know, I'm going to projects that I've had, I've actually started yes, them. So, yes, you know, I'm actually Blow working, the dust off that Working list. my way through, though. So um, what else have we got today? I want to talk to you mm. just ahead of that. Uh, I want to talk to you about the Supercar E Series. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they're no, actually. Nothing about that. Yeah. They, well, that's good. Uh, I want to talk to you about Anzac Day. Yeah, that's coming um, up next Saturday. So, and what we're going to do about that. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I saw, and, and let's not chew through it now, but let's talk about it uh, at some point. They've brought back Spot the Ball. Have you seen that? Yeah, in the paper. In the paper. Yeah. Now, didn't that used to be in the footy record, or was it in the paper? It was in the footy record. Yeah, I reckon it was too, because yeah. you had to put a little X there yeah. and work out where it was. Yeah. And then, remember, Scanlon's footy cards, if memory serves, was also the same. Yes. You turned the cards over, it made when a picture, you and you had to work them. out where the ball was. Correct. I still remember the taste of the Scanlon's. Yeah, oh, it's good. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Now, I, uh, sw- I, I have seen that, and I've been playing that. I've been playing a lot of puzzle games yep. from the paper. Very good. And I'm on a couple of WhatsApp groups. Have, hasn't WhatsApp gone? Oh, I tell you what. No? I, yeah, I, I didn't even know what WhatsApp was till about six weeks ago. <laughs> now I live on it. As a good friend of mine, Bruce, would say, it's gone radio rental. <laughs> it's radio rental, yeah. WhatsApp. Uh, and uh, on WhatsApp, I've seen a few others spot the... Something oh, else is uh, on the yeah. WhatsApp group, but we yeah. won't go yeah. there because it's I'm, a G-rated program. I'm not sure about the uh, the, the filters. Yeah. That, um, there are uh, none. Yeah, there's uh, that firewall is burnt. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's not available. That's right. But I was reflecting through the week. It's been yeah. pretty interesting uh, kind of week, and I think 
the, the general consensus is we're getting closer to a point in time where we can start to pull, ease off on the brake. Oh, can ease we? Ease off on the brake. May 11's the big date. Have we got, have we got a hand on the brake, do you think? We've got a hand on the brake. But we're just, just not going to press the button and easing release it. it off, easing yeah. it off. But, right. but I think there's been a few little learnings to be serious. Just, right. I, I'm never serious with you for longer than five minutes. So <laughs> well, get this well, we're not allowed to be. I'll, I'll get it's this written over into the constitution of the station. But as I said last time we caught up, I think there's been long overdue recognition and some pride, I think, in our health workers, uh, all the health professionals who are braving it out, the education and training you know, for health jobs in related industries. I think yep. we've, we've seen that. That's a good thing. And I think actually there'll be those jobs will be more, more in demand going forward, yes. arguably, I'd, I'd, yep. I'd contend. Yes. Um, and it's been interesting. Obviously, e- e-commerce sales are booming. I don't yep. know about you, but I've been buying a lot of stuff online. I haven't, but there's lots of parcels turning my, up to my, my house. I can tell you. I got a phone call yesterday. Is there anything being delivered today? Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. There's something being delivered at most times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Good afternoon. So that's got to obviously impact for all the empty retail shops that we see in the local sh- yes. um, shopping strips and malls. Yes. So yep. you could imagine coming out of this that a lot of the large chains and franchises will say, you know, that little store we've got in. East Upper Kambakta. Yep. We won't be opening that again, don't think. You well, know, so there's an opportunity there for them to trim their businesses, but I think we're going to lose a bit of retail out of it. Well, there was already, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, we were already seeing trends where um, bricks and mortar yep. were being heavily challenged. Yep. Um, you know, I think old mate up the road in South Road there, um, you know, Norman Norman Harvey, whatever his name is, mm. uh, he was having a bleat about the fact that, oh, these people coming in and doing online, well, join the club, mate. Yep. Just step up. Get your business you model know, going. Yeah, correct. So um, I think that's interesting. I think also um, what we've seen is uh, I don't have any school-age children anymore, Scotty, but I have I a lot of colleagues that have had to be doing homeschooling. Yep. And the challenge that's posed has been interesting, but it's also interesting for education in general because school teachers now, um, you know, the skills required for uh, online training and online education, that's yep. that's going to be a boom industry because now that we've done it, yep. we don't ne- necessarily revert to the old way. Oh. We, we we probably go forward with a combo. Yep, right? correct. And I think also um, the great one, we're all using technology now somewhat badly in a lot of cases, yep. um, but it's been interesting using Zoom and watching what everyone else has on their bookshelves uh, through yep. the course of meetings. Yep. And that's going to be an issue because we're not going back necessarily straight to the bricks and mortar buildings either. And no. businesses are going to say, no. why are we paying Uber rent in Collins Street when I can have half the population on a rostered basis, probably hot desking and working from home? So yep. that'll change. Yep. So that'll be interesting. What about delivery? What about delivery? Do you think there's uh, another wedge in there for somebody to step in from a delivery aspect? Don't know. Given based Possibly. on that volume. Because they're saying... Online's taking a bit longer to get to your house because of the volume. Hmm. So, therefore, is there a little wedge for somebody to come up to DHL and go, Oi, Possibly, we're Scott. new. But I think this is the kind of the new normal we were talking I, about I earlier. I think so. And um, it's been interesting, though. Um, we're sort of uh, hearing more from our politicians than we ever had, and they're actually seemingly, seemingly 
um, getting on the front foot with a few more issues and working together. Yes, which I did. Is a, know, which I, is a bit of a revelation. I did notice and that. That's good. And in fact, I'm. Uh, I want to pose that question to our two guests today. So, um, lads, if you're listening, uh, be prepared because I'd like somebody else's opinion about how they think um, the the government and and the opposition, but I suppose more so the government, mm. how they rate them, rank them, and score them in terms of their um, what they've been doing through the process. So, I'd be interested in their their views. So it was all going well on the politics political front. We're all behaving nicely in the yep. same sandpit and yep. going very nicely until uh, just a couple of days ago, a couple of local politicians, uh, Tim Smith in question in the big paper today, oh, yes. um, he's had a whack. He's yep. had a whack on Twitter to the chief health officer yep. and one t- and one state Liberal MP accused him of peddling bullshit. Yeah. Um, he led his party's attack on Brett Sutton, who is the uh, state health minister, yep. claiming Victoria's social distancing rules were punitive and ridiculous. So this has come off the back of some chat about um, Sam Newman and his funny coloured pants and all his stunts that he's been pulling. Yes. But um, he's, um, he's come under fire um, that golf was allowed under Victoria's tight lockdown rules, but then he had to flip and say, obviously, it's not because it is in every other state but Victoria. We've talked about this, and I'm going to let you have a rant in a minute. But there was a lovely, um, there was a lovely quote here. <laughs> where, where is it? Oh God, I've just got to find it. Um, this is not a time for politics. This is a time for working together. Was the retort? Um, oh, I forget it. Um, it was a quote that the the, Victor- the chief health officer has more positions than the Karma Sutra. Oh yes, I did. I, yes, he's I, gone with that old, I that old chestnut. That old chestnut. <laughs> I did read that. I, I haven't that heard that for so, a little while, so it was noteworthy. I thought that was pretty funny, but, but yes. Um, so the golf thing is getting on your goat. Well, I, I'm just look. You know, I mean, Sam's very good at uh, at you know at peddling, stirring um, the pot. Yes, you know, Sam doesn't care no. less what anybody thinks, and um, I think he and Donald Trump probably get along quite well. Um, in fact, I think he's a, a Trump advocate, probably, uh, if uh, if memory serves. But uh, he. So he's on the steps the other day with his golf bag and funny pants and saying, you know, well, why can I not play golf? Now, i got to tell you, um, A, exercise, B, outside. So, so let, me, let me ask you this. Why can you play in every other state except Victoria? Mm-hmm. Why can you still go to the supermarket and walk within 1.5 metres of someone because mm-hmm. they walk that distance between you and the, and the shelf mm-hmm. when you try and do the right thing? And then you can go to Bunnings. Mm. So should I just get my golf clubs and go to Bunnings? Yes. And then, well, there's 18 and, aisles and, in Bunnings, well, and, and they're well, relatively straight. And they've got fake grass, yeah, right? Do. So I can actually roll out a bit of turf and uh, get, out my, get out my pitching wedge yeah. and then have a putt. Why not? So Because uh, it doesn't say that I can't play golf at Bunnings. I just can't go to a golf course. The stimp ratings on the greens are pretty severe. Because it's concrete. Seriously. <laughs> well, there's a couple of children in there. They're, you know, they're, they could be like bunkers. The last time we played golf together, Scotty, yes. uh, there was no, at no point in the 18 holes were we remotely close to 1.5 metres <laughs> no. apart. Was that, was that army the golf? The only time we were... <laughs> Was in the nineteenth in the bar nineteenth <laughs> hole, but this is my point. Now, I mean, I've seen uh, older people and elderly people in at the supermarket. There's there's more danger of them copping something there yeah, totally than there is on a golf course. Now, and, and I I don't know what the golf course argument is. Is it be, 
potentially because it's an older person's sport and more retirees play it and therefore they're scared if one of them's got it, then 100,000 of them will all catch it and then it'll all be you know, all, all over oh, Red Rover. Look, I think um, it's just the blunt instrument to say shut everything down until we know what we're dealing with. I think what you'll see is some sanity prevail as we release things, right? People will be allowed back to work. Right and, you know, people might have roster systems or whatever. Yep. But the golf course is a simple one, really. You know, two people play, um, space out the tea times, don't open the bar or the restaurant, but let people go Just out and, off. And, 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 and have a, have a run around. So you know what you can do now? Hmm. You can go canoeing. Yeah, well, I did rowing. hear over the week that so someone... So how do the, how do the, uh, the uh, what, what are they called? The, uh, the, the, the quad skull. Is that now just the quad duo? It's just so this every it's just second every goal. second seat's empty. Yeah, it is. you can row, but not an eight. So it's, no, there's only four in the eight. There's only two in the four. It's going um, around around. Oh, seriously, come on. No, I mean, well, no I think... look, I'm sure it's all done for the. You know, and I'm I'm having a bit of a you know tongue in cheek, but I, I honestly am struggling with that. Yeah. Uh, when I see so many other... Um, the brakes will come off. Oh, the brakes will come off. No. We'll be right. Now, uh, we're not going to be... In sure. happy news, though. Happy, happy news. news. Oh, we've got happy news, yes. I like Cocaine it. Cassie's falling in love. Oh, I did read that. Did you read that? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Cocaine Cassie Sainsbury What's became it? engaged in, in a Colombian prison yeah. after her lover brought in two rings on a heart-shaped pillow to her cell. Yeah. The Australian has opened up about her Bogota, Bogota, prison hell, and how she never expected to find love there. Sainsbury, 24, was one of 4,000 prisoners released by Colombian authorities to protect them from coronavirus. Do you know what she wants now? She wants money to be able to come home. She's getting paid by 60 minutes. Seriously. Um, She's married a a lovely young Canadian lass, um, Jocelyninia Pete. Cool. Pico. Yeah. I did read that she Honestly, the, was the last thing I expected to find in prison was love, she said. The oh, loved-up oh pair has shared photos of each other on social media. I thought this was the great tagline, though. Oh, my goodness. Now that Sainsbury has left jail, it's unclear what the relationship status is. <laughs> yeah, because I actually, I reckon I read a couple of days ago, prior to that piece that you've got, in that uh, our little mate, Pico, is, is well-connected inside. Ah, and therefore she actually might be one of the uh, one of the ringleaders in there, whereby you get protection. Ah. So it's always good to, good to uh, cuddle up to, to, to cuddle up and have protecting. have a very favourable relationship with uh, those that might run the business. Yes. If you know what I mean. So her 15 seconds of fame finishes tonight on the 60 Minutes TV show. Yeah, well, I, I will watch it. Hey, uh, just quickly, uh, did get a note here. Um, the, the spot the footy and find where it is. Uh, was in the Herald Sun. Oh, and, was. Uh, okay. In, and in fact, my uh, better half uh, has just written to me saying, my dad won a car. Oh, a car? Um, uh, uh, on the uh, Ford Escort? Won a car going, uh, and he got a cricket bat signed by the Centennial Cricket Test Team. All from so spot the footy. Some spot the footy. So Isn't that good? Uh, there we go. I I thought it I thought it was in the uh, in the record as well, but I certainly remember it uh, on the back of the cards and and probably from the paper. So thank you for that update. Um, so you're going to take us to a break, and then we're going to get our first guest uh, teed up, and uh, we're going to have him uh, jump on the line. Well, we it? might do that. Yeah, Should we, we do that. Do or that we can do that if you like, Scotty. Is that up? Uh, is that does that suit you? It suits me fine. Yeah, lovely. Okay, Over mate. to you. 
When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install blockout blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95021414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. If you've had something stolen or if you've had property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131 Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Right now, my patients are sick, distressed and isolated. They need specialist nursing care to survive prostate cancer and COVID-19. Will you please help? Become a Blue Hero today. Go to blueheroes.com.au today. That's blueheroes.com.au. Fifty years ago, astronaut Joe Kerwin was capsule communicator as the crippled Apollo 13 plummeted eastward at 40,000 kilometres per hour across Australia towards the Pacific Ocean. Peoples of the world held their collective breath. Would the three astronauts survive the fires of re-entry? In a chat with the Space Show, Joe Kerwin tells his story exclusive to Southern FM. The Space Show, 7pm this Wednesday. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside.
just read something, made his face turn blue. Well, I got nothing against the press. They wouldn't print it if it wasn't true. If you want to know about the gay politician, if you want to know how to drive your car, if you want to know about the new sex position, to two smoking guns sorry there we just ran over on the songs there Scotty right. I was just dialing in our label, our guest for this afternoon right and I think we've got him on the line Stewie yep fellas thanks for having me on no worries at all mate good afternoon to you Stu and welcome to two hey, smoking Andrew. guns where yeah. do we find you today in ISO mate sitting down in um, sunny Bayside uh, beautiful day for it but uh, not a lot we can do at the minute no um, I was very interested to hear that you've got a stock market guru on later on. I'm looking forward to hearing <laughs> Yeah, well, it, we uh, don't let the truth get in the way of a great-sounding soundbite, Stu. Got, bad, so. got <laughs> bad news for you, mate. It's you. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, we've uh, we've been chatting over the last couple of weeks, and we've had uh, one week we had some technical difficulty, and the next week we, uh, I don't know what happened the following, but anyway, uh, Stu, we're very grateful for your time. Uh in order to uh, have a chat to us, because we have been uh, very interested, uh, and and me in particular, because it's it's not my uh, not my field of expertise, but uh, watching from a distance as we go through this sort of once in a hundred year, completely off the chart, mental, global pandemic, and yet um, I've seen uh, much less things happen around the world that have, that appear to have affected stock markets greatly and uh, and I just I suppose I assume this might have been one of them whereby so many different aspects of uh, of our lives and business have been affected by this you know, airlines and retail and travel and whatnot mm. and and yet I still see a lot of green on the boards um, so I'm interested to, uh, to to get your take on that yeah I think Scotty I spoke to a group of people the other day about it looks as though there's been sort of four stages of this Initially, it was a China problem, yep. and then all of a sudden, it snuck out of the borders, and it became a global problem. And 
it was a real issue that it was unknown. No one knew how far it was going to go. Yep. So then we all became experts at following the curve. You know, how quickly was it uh, taking place and spreading throughout the world? Then how quickly were people being cured? What was the death rates and things like that? Yep. I think what the market's looking at right here right now is they think that we're getting it under control bit by bit yep. and that there's a recovery time that we can look over the valley to the other side and say, okay, at some stage the world will be open again at some stage. Yep. And I think the market's a little bit optimistic about this, that things will get back to normal. Hmm. I, from what I see, what I read and what, I, what it feels, it's going to be a long way from normal. And yep. the markets fell 35%, I think, originally. Yep. And that happened in record time. Yep. It had never fallen 35% in as quick a time. Yep. A lot of it's driven by computers these days. Yeah, right. So we've recovered half that loss yep. in record time again. Yeah. Now, whether the market's overly optimistic, I don't know. It's certainly looking at the tracking of the virus and saying maybe, certainly in Australia, we're, we're ahead of the curve. It yeah. feels that way. Yeah. But the biggest and I think the most important issue, without getting too technical, is what the Federal Reserve in the US, what the Reserve Bank in Australia and what every central bank in the world is doing is they're throwing unprecedented amounts of money at the problem. Yeah. So the world's a wash. Yeah. And they've basically said that we'll do whatever it takes. And they're amazing words for yeah. investment markets. Yeah. It means that your risk is underwritten. And, mm. you know, we go forward. It doesn't mean that people aren't going to go out of work. Uh, businesses aren't going to fail the whole bit. But in the very, very short term, we don't have a dislocation of a world that doesn't function. And the market sort of likes that. Mm. Scotty, that's, um, that's my. That's, oh, sorry, Stu. Um, I've never yeah. seen in my life so many exponential graphs, right? Yeah. <laughs> You've got these yeah, yeah. exponential yeah. COVID-19 graphs going upwards of, of, of scales on graphs that I've never seen before. Yep. And then at the same time, you have the stock market graph going down at a scale I've never seen before. It's quite volatile time. So I know markets get ahead of themselves and they tend to price in news and, and they're certainly probably pricing in this this underpinning of risk, as you say. Mm -hmm. But what happens when the world returns to normal and businesses start emerging um, from this and, and they're, they're broken or busted or they've, they haven't got as much profit, they can't pay as many divs? So what's the story then, do you think? No, that's exactly right. Um, Ratsy, I was listening to you before you stole half my, half my talk. Um, but um, I totally agree. I mean, if I remember my grandparents, um, God bless them, but they lived through a war. And at the end of the day, there's sort of parallels, and it's a terrible thing to say, but the unexpected back in the day, people used to save for the unexpected. So I think that the scars that come through are, there's an old saying that you want to have two years of income just sitting somewhere, just on the case that the world tipped on its head. Well, I don't think too many of the people in the world were ready for this in any shape or form. No. Uh, I think spending versus saving is going to be a really strong theme for a generation now. Mm. Um, the US economy, 70% of it's driven by the consumer. Well, if that just falls off 10%, that's a, that's a big hole yeah. in earnings for a lot of people. You talked about online versus shop front. I've spoken to a couple of very large um, retailers in recent times. I mean, retail property is going to be under increasing pressure. There's no doubt the storefront's under pressure. Yep. Who pays the rent? There's a lot of superannuation money invested in retail property through property trusts. Yep. And those people are invested in those property trusts to get income. 
because they need to live. Yeah. It's very hard in this world to find income. I think that one of the big themes is going to be, and both these guys who run these groups said, working from home has worked far better than what they thought. Isn't that so, interesting? To me, yeah. It is. And I think there's certain roles within business that will work very well from home. Is it from and a distraction point of view, Stu? Is that, is that sort of, you know, they can actually seriously have a lockdown and not be tapped on the door? Is it as fundamental as that for them? Is, is it new headspace? Is that what, you, is that what they were so. saying? I mean, I, I don't know if you've driven much around Melbourne over the last couple of years, but traffic to and from work is oh. a complete disaster. Oh, so, it's horrendous, so horrendous. if you can take that stress out of your life, be it an hour each way each day, yep. your productivity is going through the roof. Yep. So the other thing I wouldn't want to be owning at the moment is car parks. And if this tendency towards working from home plays out, well, those you know, $20 and $25 blocks of land in the city, they're going to have to be redeployed into something else. I mean, travel is a massive thing. And I think it's been mentioned that we won't open our borders to the end of the year at the very earliest. Wow. But I would suggest that if you're in retirement age, you'd put a line through travelling overseas for a long, long time, maybe forever. Yeah. So I remember Jerry um, Jerry Ryan, who's J.K. Caravan, yep. said the other week that his sales of caravans had gone through the roof. I'll bet. And that, that, that's your grey nomads yeah, who are saying they're going to stay at home. Yep. So maybe there's a real opportunity in Australia to, to have our tourism looking after our own rather than catering for those that come from overseas all the time. So maybe the caravan park makes a comeback, you know, these types of things. Um, I think a really big issue, and this is probably about security and about sovereign security, is our supply chains. Yeah. You know, who do we go yeah. to to get all of our produce? Can, we, can we still trust produce. China? No, well, that's mm. exactly right, Rutsi. And mm. should we have all our eggs in one basket? My, yeah. my suggestion would be, no, we shouldn't. And Bangladesh makes a comeback. Vietnam makes a comeback. Maybe Africa in due course becomes uh, more of a hub. Yep. So, I mean, China's probably ahead of the curve, but I'm not sure whether the reliance will be there as we go forward. Probably another theme is food security. I think yeah. Australia's in a very, very strong position where 80% of what we eat we produce locally. That's so different to the rest of the world, mm. and maybe that's something that you know uh, it booms. From I think here that's on. people want. Yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting social time, but at, at least we're not starving, right? We're able to go to the supermarket every day yeah, under um, controlled conditions, and the food still all seems to be there, and that 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 must give people a little bit more comfort. Well, they were saying from almost day dot, yeah, please don't panic buy because we've got enough food here to feed seventy million people. Mm. You know, and we're twenty five million. Or twenty six million, whatever the number is now. But um, Stu, I, I, I heard of something the other day to your China supply pro issue. I heard that the Japan government were offering incentives for companies to relocate their manufacturing back to Japan from China. That's, well, that that makes the, the world of sense. Mm. And now's the time to do that. I know that when the trade wars began, um, Korea and Vietnam had massive uh, increase in the number of. Um, uh, commercial centres where you know businesses were setting up, and there were huge incentives to do that. I suspect Mexico makes a comeback here, and, yeah, okay. uh, you know, pull the wall down. Yeah. But, um, that, and I think these types of cheap labour uh, are going to are going to bob up again. China was just an obvious solution for a long time, but I think now we've proved that that reliance is far too heavy. Mm. 
Mm. And do you think, you know, you talked about the government response, which, as you said, was unprecedented, and and we'll never see this again, I don't think. But do you you simply think that's underpinning the economy for, you know, two or three months and and allowing people to live and, and buy things, or would you consider that a defensive measure or a stimulus? Good point. I think it's definitely the fire hose at the minute to mm. keep the wheels, to keep the oil on the machine, to keep the machine going. In essence, the job keeper is a massive incentive and it's actually very smart because all they've done is put it in hibernation rather than ex- yeah. extinction. Yeah. So coming out the other side, I think the naive way to look at it is it's business as usual. It's not like starting a lawnmower, though. You just don't kick it and away we go again. Because, as I said before, some of these leaders, business leaders, have had a new look at life. And they go, we don't really need that anymore and we're not going to do it like that again and Mm -hmm. the whole bit. So there's no doubt, Rutsi, that some businesses, and I won't pinpoint them, are going to disappear. Mm. There's absolutely no doubt. This was all inevitable, but what this situation, this pandemic, done is speed it all up. It's actually given it dog ears, as they say. Things, you know, people are buying online who were probably going to get there, but now they're doing it a lot quicker than what they used to. Yes, uh, yes. I was, one of the great anecdotes I heard was towards the end of last year, the, the guy who started Uber globally sold all his shares in Uber, um, which is genius in hindsight, and set up ghost kitchens. Ah. So he's basically set, setting up all yeah. of these kitchens in suburbs with and probably getting really cheap rents. At the back of a warehouse. Yeah. Out, literally on. through and a window look, in the back of a warehouse. Yeah. We, we talk, I, I And that, that, that's game on, I think. That, yeah. That's just pure pure genius. Yeah. I, I, I got a stat for you today. I heard US cinemas last week took a grand total of $5,100 oh for goodness. the week. Is that it? You know, wow. what they did, you know what they did last year the same week? $200 oh. million. Jeez. So if you think about the movies aren't going to make the same amount of money because the cinemas are down. You can't then pay the actors $20, 30000000 million no, to that's make not, a movie. That's, that's not a terrible thing. We might be able to pay our no. health workers I'm a bit going, I'm going into the home cinema business. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Hey, then, Netflix, mate. Hey, mate, seriously. It's, well, yeah, it's, well, I think there's about 10 million Aussies who are voting for a pay rise for teachers after last week's homeschooling. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and if we're going to only get the doctors to come to our house, we're going to pay them more too. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> hey, Scotty uh, um, and Stewie, we need to just uh, step out and take here from our sponsors, but stay, stick around and we'll, um, we'll talk on the other side of the break about what opportunities might be out there and what the future holds. Back soon. Okay. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Will you please support prostate cancer specialist nurses on the COVID-19 frontline? Become a Blue Hero today. Go to blueheroes.com.au to find out more. Just a few dollars from you can help men survive prostate cancer and COVID-19. Jessica was only three years old when her mum died. Still hurting from the loss as a teenager, her mental health declined and she turned to drugs and alcohol. 
Thanks to Mission Australia, Jessica received support to process her trauma and heal from her dependencies. Finally, she can smile at the future. Please donate today to help a young person turn their life around. Call 1-800-888868 or visit missionaustralia.com.au. Join Alex Hare every Wednesday morning between 9 and 11 a.m. for Thanks for the Memory. Take a nostalgic trip with Alex with segments like Spot On, Jazz As You Like It, The Top 5 of 50, Million Sellers, and much more. Thanks for the Memory with Alex Hare on Southern FM 88.3. The Sounds of the Bayside every Wednesday between 9 and 11. We're back on the guns with um, Stewie, our resident financial and stock yeah, market Yeah, well, uh, we'll give him a plug. So, uh, so Stuart Cave's a partner with Scala Partners uh, here in Melbourne, and uh, has uh, had a long-standing career in the uh, in the in the stock market. Stewie, if I may, I just want to have a little uh, a little deviation, and I know Rutsy wants to come back to uh, opportunities, but I've been watching the um, the scenario with Virgin. With a great deal of interest, yes, and, could, and could be gone, Scotty. Well, and, and that's an interesting scenario. I mean, you know, there was reference to you know you, you take Virgin away, are we going to pay a thousand bucks to fly from Melbourne to Sydney again? Yeah, there'll be a new um, airline called Phoenix. So, uh, and, and and as part of my research, Rutsy, oh, good, uh, as good. You, I, um, I like it when you do this. No, I, well, I went to see who owns Virgin. So, uh, so it's twenty percent owned by Eddie Head Airways. Yep, twenty percent by Singapore. Yep, twenty uh, percent by the Nation Group in. China, China, ten uh, percent by um, Dickie. Sir Dickie, and ten percent minor shareholders in Australia. So, uh, and they've been squealing uh, like a like a pig about um, we need one point two billion dollars. Please give it to us now, otherwise we're going to fall over. Should we rescue them, Stu? Um, it's a really interesting question, Scotty. Um, I think you've got to go back to national interest. Yep, and I think it's in everyone's interest to have. Two airlines yep, in Australia. For sure. For sure. Um, I think Qantas would love a weak Virgin Airlines to, to be in existence yep. and just play havoc with them, like, you know, teasing yep. your, your little cousin. Yeah. Um, but when you, when you start stepping in and bailing certain things out, where does that start and where does that end? Yes. And what, what is deemed to be, you know, required? Um, so I think there's an outcome. It's very interesting at the moment. This has happened at an absolutely the worst time for an airline because have you seen the price of oil lately? Yeah, yeah. Well, is it twenty five, twenty six dollars a barrel or something? Nah, is it? It's about eighteen dollars a barrel. Oh, okay. Well, the last time I checked, I thought it was twenty five. There was going to be another question to you because I reckon we've been gouged by the uh, by the fuel blokes too. But anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've never pretended to understood the, the machinations of how yeah. petrol gets priced off the oil price. Yeah. There's a refiner margin in there. But bear in mind also that oil's priced in US dollars and our currency is at 63 cents. So, you know, that's hurt us on the other side. Yeah, right. But I do think if these airlines were up and running right here in a normal economy, they would be making a fortune. So yeah. very just because it's the biggest cost they've got yeah. is the cost of the fuel. Yeah. So as far as – I hope they do survive. Yeah. I, I don't know how that, that plays out. I think there's – there's a, one thing – you know, I don't want to get too technical again, but private equity is 
barrels of money. There's a trillion dollars in private equity globally yep. waiting to look for places to invest. Yep. They're, they're, bo- they're bottom dwellers, they're, you know, they're, they're bottom pickers, so they'll be scouring. If there's a deal to be done, they'll get involved. Yep. But they'll make it seem to the government that the government has to help them big time to get involved. Yeah. So they'll be looking for, you know, things here, things there, um, to incentivise them to get involved. Because it's, it's a real political football, that one. Yeah. And we've been through this before. It depends how old you are, of course. But, you know, and uh, Compass? Yeah, you know, it's always been around. But, you know, you're right. Prices will go up if we don't have someone there. But by the same token, they need to be careful because one thing we've discovered is we don't need to fly to Sydney to do business. We can do it on Zoom. So yeah, if, they're, if they're not careful, um, and I do think business travel is going to fall dramatically. So maybe that's what a potential investor is looking at is, has this changed the world also? Yeah, so I'm not sure. Because I was going to say, it's all well and good, and you talk about the private equity boys that uh, might sit there with you know truckloads of cash um, and then step in. But um, you're stepping in to buy what, though? Because people still aren't travelling. So at the end of the day, yeah. you know, it's got to, there must be that fine balance between, well, we're having tips and doing, but it's only really enough to make sure we can still wash the planes that are all sitting on the tarmac and not going anywhere or, you know, keeping some maintenance up to scratch because no one's travelling. Hundred percent. Well, it's uh, for for a long, long time. It's been said that airlines are a pretty poor investment. Yep. Warren Buffett, who I'm sure everyone knows, yep. said that people would have saved a fortune if someone had got a gun out and shot one of the Wright brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, so, and, Very good. And it it plays out because airlines are not protected against the worst case outcomes. Be it all shocks, be it you know SARS was a disaster yep. for the airlines. Yep. So they do have their you know. They come to Jesus moments at various times over history. Yep. So we've been talking about when the brakes are finally released and we're allowed to go out and socialise again and uh, do some different things. Well, get and in our s- private jets and go and play golf. God, you know, <laughs> I'm going to play golf and all those things. Uh, what do you think emerges from, from these dark times when we, when we walk back out into the light after the apocalypse? And we see some new trends emerging. So I, I, was, I was talking earlier, I think the future of online platforms to host education and obviously entertainment, but obviously business communications aren't going away. I think rents, as you mentioned before, are under threat. Certainly um, people will be rethinking big Collins Street buildings and, and, and you know, how they populate them, those sorts of things. So it would be interesting yeah. to, um, to see what you think might occur. Yeah, it will be interesting. I think initially it'll be like Escape from Alcatraz. You know, everyone will get out there and, you know, they'll, they'll <laughs> go nuts. Go to go cocoa bananas. <laughs> I will, but, but then they'll be thinking to themselves, that credit card bill's looking a bit rich at the end of the month, having hit the Crown Casino and having hit, you know, yep. every other restaurant that goes around. Yep. You've got to pay the bill. Let's hope that everyone who's meant to be going out has still got a job to be able to pay to, for what they want to do. So I think you get the initial surge, but then I think we're going to have the reality of, gee, um, or old Joe hasn't got his job back, or his business isn't doing so well, and the, and the like. Um, I think your education seems right, Rutsy. I think that's, you know, the universities have basically been propped up by overseas um, students coming coming back. Are they going to continue to come back? Um, who, who plugs that hole? Uh, I, I've got Monash University in my dining room. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, and it's it, it's. I was listening to a podcast this morning, a very clever guy from overseas. There's trails of breadcrumbs everywhere here about mm. what the effect is and what the after effect and who gets hurt and who doesn't. And it just goes on and on and on. You can spend yeah. a lot of time 
um, working out who who gets hurt. The winners, I think, the winners in the economy and the winners in in business are going to be the most powerful. Sadly, yeah. if you look if you look at the overseas markets over the last two weeks, the rally, the rallies in the markets have all been Amazon, Netflix, uh, Microsoft, all the big names, the ones with big balance sheets, lots of cash on the books, ability to survive. And when people have a, a disaster like this is, they all go back to safety. They all go back to the names that they are, that they trust and know, and and they win off the back of that. So I think we're going to lose a number of competitors in certain spaces who just don't have the ability to get through this time. Yeah. So it's back, back to the big boys. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's we're all going to look at life a little bit differently. Yes, yep. I really do. No, I think you're absolutely. Well, we um, we're sitting here oh. as the eternal optimists. Yeah, that's uh, right. Just, this, just doing, our times, doing our community <laughs> service, <laughs> and we're looking forward to the breaks coming off. I've I've put a big red circle oh. around May 11 when Dan has to make a decision about whether he allows us out into the schoolrooms and. The playgrounds again. Do you think they'll let us have a corona in the studio that day? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we have to turn the cameras off. <laughs> but, uh, Stu, we uh, might get you back on when that date approaches because as yeah, people start to warm to the idea of returning to some semblance of normality, it'd be good to see how that's impacting some trends and some investment yeah. trends in the markets. I'm more than happy, and thanks for having me on. I enjoy listening to you guys. It's, uh, it's a great show, and... Um, Keep up the good work at any time you like. Oh, paid, paid plug as well. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. <laughs> you come on whenever you like, old son. So, no, good on you, Stu, and really, really appreciate your insights because uh, it, it, it is a complex old world and uh, it's nice to have some uh, some sanity and uh, clarity around uh, why some of these things are happening. So we're grateful for your time and your insights. Thank you. Good on you. We'll Stay talk soon, mate. Enjoy your isolation Sunday. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Be nice to get on with me neighbours But they make it very clear They've got no room for ravers No!
to Two Smoking Guns with uh, Scotty and Ratsy um, and just uh, another special thanks to uh, to Stuart Kay for uh, coming on we uh, it was very insightful Ratsy and uh, and I learned some really good things about that and and as I as I say a complete novice from the outside and some observations he uh, he put the meat on the bones so to speak in terms of um, we've seen this happen and why and gave us some fantastic insights. So we look forward to getting Stu back on, as we, you say, uh, May. We need, to, um, yeah, we, we should have him as our regular well, we need, cor- uh, deciphering correspondent. That's right. We need people <laughs> to help us make sense of these yeah. crazy times. We said when we started this that we needed experts because you and I are. Yeah. yeah, we could. <laughs> you uh, also, we've. We've fumbled through a few topics uh, over the journey with no real knowledge, but it's good to get an expert in. Yeah, no, mm. it's uh, we're very grateful for his time and his insight. So um, it was very good. Now, um, everybody's doing their bit, Rutsy, aren't mm. they? You well, know, we're every, trying. Well, we're all trying to do something, right? And and chip in, and you know, I, I, I saw our friends the who who the the Markle Sparkle and oh, uh, yes. and Gingerbread yeah. Man. Um, <laughs> They were uh, they're in LA now, and they were oh. serving food to the homeless. Oh, I thought they were trying um, to rob a bank, and then sitting down with them. <laughs> um, but they were doing yeah, their bit. They were, and doing I believe their, um, their grandmother has yeah. been doing a bit. Well, she has now. Um, she's got a birthday coming up, as you well know. Do you know how old she's going to be? Oh, it's a great question. Um, I'm going to have a stab at this. Yeah, I reckon she's going to be have a crack. 93. Oh, you're very close. So she's going to be 94. Four. Yep. Wow. So, um, how old's um, Bugalugs who drives the Range Rover? 174. <laughs> I think. No, I think he's. Uh, I think he's 92. Is he? I think he's so. A, he's, a, he's a young pup. Uh, yeah, I think she's. Uh, she's a yeah, cradle she's stature. A, she's a cougar. <laughs> a cougar. <laughs> Queen cougar. Mate, that could be the first and only uh, time uh, Queen E is called a cougar. cougar. I could have my numbers right. Oh, I haven't seen. Her down at the half moon on a Thursday oh, night. I tell you what, now, but I tell you, so she's doing her piece, 
Right? So uh, the Queen What's not, she doing? She's not going to celebrate her 94th birthday in any special way and has right. asked there to be no gun salutes right. uh, to mark the occasion because it would be inappropriate while the country battles through the coronavirus. I get sick of saying it, to be honest. Um, so there's more than 14,000 people that have passed away, the fifth highest national death toll. Yeah, well, they've... Um, so she's saying mm, in, 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 li- in light of all of that, the ceremonial gun salutes in which blank rounds are fired from various locations across London are typically used by the royal family to mark special occasions. Well, this is certainly not going to be one of them. Um, is that so, all she's doing, Scotty? She's, yeah, just, I think, I she's think, just not having a gun salute. Yeah, but I think the stripper gram's still coming. <laughs> <laughs> or the gorilla gram. I think the boys might have organised something for her. She's, but, she's still she's still having a, a big soiree. Oh, I she? don't know what she's going to do, but anyway, at 94, she can do whatever she wants, yeah, I she reckon. she might remember it anyway. Now, I tell you... Um, um, and you know I, I like to do uh, a little bit of digging and scratching. Mm. So I just thought, you know what, I'll, I'll bet there's got to be some more things about the Queen that I don't know. Mm. And I and I found some. Mm, uh, tell. There, there are some things that she has of uh, strange powers yes. and entitlements. So um, I know she's got a few entitlements. She, she's got a top ten, has she? Yes. So uh, the Queenie's top ten. Would you like me to start at number ten or number one? I like a countdown. Oh, you like a countdown? Yes. Excellent. So we're going to go right to the bottom. Yeah. Uh, number ten. Uh, she is the Queen of Australia, and has been since the sixth of February, nineteen fifty-two. That's an. What does that entitle her to do? Uh, whatever she goddamn likes. Right. Yeah. I think so. She gets to put um, her head on the back of our coins. And, yeah, all of that. Uh, mm. Whatever she says, I think she can just do. So um, she just owns the, the keys to the She owns the Commonwealth, right? Yeah. I, I was looking at all the property she owns this morning too, and they, were, they weren't uh, they weren't too shabby. Um, and then uh, she and, and she's represented by the Governor General, obviously, here of course. in Australia. Yes, uh, and she also has her fingers in places like Canada and the Bahamas, and you know other Commonwealth yep. places as well, right? So, so that was number ten. Um, she's the head of a religion. You're kidding. The Church of England. Oh, of course she is. Yes. yes. Um, and she can't convert. Is she, it's, is she the head of it, or is the um, you know what the Archbishop guy? Uh, well, the uh, she's officially the head of it. Is she? Fair I, enough. I believe so. I, I might have to go and uh, recheck my research. No, no, um, you don't need to do that. And, I just and curious. She, and she can't convert. Otherwise, she has to uh, potentially uh, potentially revoke her title. She can't convert what to Judaism or yeah, something. Yeah, Buddhism. <laughs> Buddhism. <laughs> Can you imagine the Queen with a, converting with a red dot on her sitting there with a no, Della, it's Hindu, isn't it? <laughs> with, a, with a Buddha or something on the. Oh, I don't know. That would no, be, I can't. Scott. That would be hysterical. She would lose one of her um, titles. Now here's a ripper. Yeah. Number eight. She has her own poet. Does she? Yes. Is that a poet laureate? No. It, uh, well, I uh, possibly or a po- poet laureate. No. no. <laughs> No, she has a lady by the name of Carol Ann Duffy. Yes. And she writes poetry for the Queen, uh, or scriptures, or whatever she wants to write, um, of things around national significance. Really? Yes. So if the Queen Queen is sitting there and she just... I need to address the nation. Yes, yes. And and Anne gets the pen out. Dash me off a quick limerick. (laughs) Carol, I say, Carol, could you knock me something together, love? (laughs) Anyway, help me finish this limerick. There was a young lady from Queen. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had the I, I had this grandson called Andy, <laughs> and he, he was, was a, a little, little bit Andy. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Wouldn't you love it to write something like that? It'd be brilliant. Uh, number seven, she can never be arrested. Really, she is completely and utterly immune of absolutely everything so on the planet. Even if she goes out and she can go and get stonked, donked. Uh, knock over 10 people and yep. uh, get the bread knife and cut your head off and she could just go home and have a cup of tea. Wow. I didn't know completely that. Completely immune from... Fun e- queen from facts. Everything. And she's completely spared in terms of the freedom freedom of information. There is no information ever that can be requested or is ordered to be shared. Uh, from her to from someone. The, to, correct. About her. About her. Yeah. Okay. Um, up until 1992, mm-hmm. she didn't pay tax. Really? But she didn't have to pay tax. Mm-hmm. But in 1992, she chose to. Okay. Yeah, she paid two pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's what, more than Donald Trump know. pays. <laughs> oh, don't even go there. Now, here's one for you. Um, she owns animals. And what would you well, think of if I said yeah, that? Yeah, it's naturally the core guy. Yeah, okay. Uh, how about uh, the swans on the River Thames? Does she own them? She owns them. The swans and the cygnets and uh, the... And yeah. uh, she owns some things in the British waters. Do you know what they are? No. Dolphins. Really? <laughs> and sturgeon whales. Really? <laughs> You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. You're making this stuff I'm up actually, I'll show you my. Uh, I'll show you my source. And uh, now here's the best one. Yeah. This is an app. This should be number one on the list. She has her own... Downstairs in the basement of her house. What do you reckon she's got down there? Oh, it's, golf driving range. <laughs> an F1 simulator. Yeah, yeah. She rings up Hamilton and that's a, what do I do? Where do I break? An S&M nah. parlor. Uh, <laughs> she has her own cash machine. Does she? Yeah. She's what, got ATM? her own personal ATM. <laughs> and I love the fact that I've told us where it is. In the basement. It's in the basement at Buckingham Palace. Fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, so if the boys over there haven't got much to do next weekend, I'll give you the tip. Let's go down and get There's some a cash. fair bit of cash down there. <laughs> Righto. Uh, number three. Um, I'm just making sure I'm not blowing us off the charts here again. But uh, she has two birthdays. Uh, do you know when her actual birthday is? Um, no, but I'm going to guess because it would be fun. Um, what, when's when's Queen's birthday? Second weekend of June. June. All right. Well, I'm going to go with her birthdays. The first of January. No. Okay. Um, her birthday is in fact this Tuesday. Really, twenty first of April. Is that right? Yes. She'll be ninety four years of age. Now, Happy birthday, the reason why. Um, uh, and, and normally there's two birthdays. And this was uh, King Edward II, if memory serves. Uh, you've, been, you've been doing trivial <laughs> pursuits, oh, haven't you? <laughs> seriously, I, I've learnt more stuff in the last three weeks than I could ever learn in my whole life. Um, there, there's actually a little parade that happens, and it's called uh, Trooping the Colour. Yes, I've And they seen actually it. Yes. get the aeroplanes that fly across the yes. top and you know, yeah. do all that. So, um, anyway, I don't, I don't know whether oh, that's... Oh, so that's a wrap... Hat- their actual birthday, yeah. where she you know, has party and party That's pies right. and stuff. Yeah. And then they <laughs> fairy, have it. They fairy have breed. It. Fairy breed. <laughs> Chocolate crackles. Pigs in blankets. Oh, yeah. Anyway. And then they have the formal parade yeah, that's day. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. colour. All right. Got it? Number two. Yes. She doesn't require a passport. 
No, she'd just, she'd um, anywhere just pull a corn world. out of her pocket, so that's me. Uh, because uh, if you have a British passport, all are issued under her name. Ah. Yeah. So there's lots of Queen Elizabeths all travelling all over the world. <laughs> Look, I've got Queen Elizabeth's so she doesn't passport. Have a passport. What does she take a dirty great scroll I, I proclaiming know. her no, no. identification? I think she just gives you that look. Beyond, does she? Would she ever take commercial aircraft, or does no. she only travel on her own yeah, planes yeah. and trains and automobiles? Oh, uh, welcome aboard, Mum. Uh, you're down in seventeen <laughs> seat. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> but I wanted an aisle seat. I want a water. But if she did travel on commercial Could. aircraft, what would be on her boarding pass, do you think? Uh, HMH? Queen, Queen Elizabeth Windsor? Well, 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 I don't know. The second. Maybe um, Betty Boo? <laughs> I mean, she, she could just goes, pick a name. You know, just goes under another name, has a scarf and dark glasses <laughs> on or something. Um, could no you, passport. There you go. That's nah, good. I mean, you imagine the security detail. It, it, I think they know who she is, right? Yeah. I reckon she might have her own kite yeah. that she gets yeah, around she, in. Yeah. And either that or a dirty... She's got her own boat, too. Dirty big Chinook... Yeah, it's a yeah, nice boat, too. Yeah, good boat. Yeah, yeah. The first one was good. second one's even better. Mm. Um, and that leads me to... Um, Number one. Uh, well, uh, no, just a little segue. Oh. Didn't we discover that Clive Palmer was building a replica of the Titanic? Yeah, he was. Yeah, what happened to it? Sank? It sank. Oh... <laughs> 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 uh, I didn't see it, I swear. <laughs> Righto. Oh, you've got the... Yeah. Righto. And they tell me that the number one on her list is she doesn't uh, require a licence to drive. Really? And, and neither does her husband. Neither does <laughs> really, her boom, he's, boom. he's a shocker, uh, at And uh, she doesn't require number plates on her vehicle. Doesn't she? No. But she's got them, hasn't she? What are, just her crown. Is it just, just got her crown, crown? Crown one? Crown one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And do you think the 18-inch bulletproof glass would be a giveaway? Yeah, <laughs> or the four blokes standing on the back of it with machine guns. Crown on. one, yeah. So she doesn't have to do that either. So there are the ten things about Queenie that um, she has, uh, uh, doesn't require. Um, we never knew she had to, or never knew she didn't have to. Mate, that's um, that's quite fascinating. So, Thank you for that. Anyway, well, uh, I'll find some stuff out about Desmond Tutu <laughs> next time, and let me bring those to the table because won't they be good? <laughs> he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to do much at all. <laughs> anyway, there you go. He's like that Bel- Belarusian president who doesn't even care about Corona virus. Oh, yeah, that bloke. Oh, you see the soccer boys. The soccer boys. Yeah. 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 Yep. So. Um, in breaking news, there's a Polish priest is offering drive-through confessions to to beat the virus. Scotty, he's in Western Poland. Parish priest in Western Poland is offering his flock the possibility of Easter confessions from the comfort of their own car as social distance as social distancing kicks in. Um, We've already done a practice run, he said. I've, I have an appointment with a family of five tomorrow and next week. I'm due to hear a parishioner confess every sin from his entire life. Father Adam Pawlowski told the Australian or AFP. Pawlowski. Associated Financial Press. Um, he parks, so he parks his car yep. in an alley by the church, yep. rolls down his window yep. for the parishioner who's parked 1.5 away yep. uh, to avoid any, you know, and um, they, get, they give their confession. 
So yeah. the religious authorities have reminded the faithful that co- the confession via telephone or the internet is not valid, but said the in-person location does qualify. So it's an official confession. Right. Through the car well, windows. Even when you say, would you like fries with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, and then the next well, one I saw in Moscow was a small Russian jewellery company yeah. has been specialising in uh, science and medicine-themed ornaments, and they've launched a coronavirus-shaped pendant, a move that has drawn accusations of insensitivity by some. Oh, so when those, you know, those images that we see everywhere in the paper now, the yep. spiky ball? Yes. Right? Um, so Dr. Vorobev, a jewellery firm based in Kostroma, a city of around, it's around 300 k's northeast of Moscow, yeah. He thought the intricately shaped virus could become a good addition to his collection. Sold online for $20, its sterling silver coronavirus pendants reproduce the shape of the virus, a circular shell topped with club-shaped spikes. People started buying it, he said, and no matter how sad it is, it's become a trend, and I'm making money. (laughs) (laughs) Responding to accusations of insensitivity, Vorobov said the pendants are not intended to cash in on what has become an international crisis. No, no, certainly not. Um, Our followers are respectable people, doctors and people with ties to medicine, he said, adding that some former coronavirus patients had even purchased the pendants as gifts for the medical staff who had treated them. In a side note, the company also produces pendants in the shape of hearts, lungs, and double helixes. Oh, stop it. The bloke's a genius. He's a genius, He's this a bloke. a genius for sure. And then in breaking news from Hanoi, we're over to Hanoi now, <laughs> you've got to eat it to beat it. This is oh. the philosophy of the Hanoi chef who is attempting to boost morale in the Vietnamese capital by selling green coronavirus-themed burgers. Oh, really? Yes, laughing in the face of the global pandemic, Chef Hoang Tung and his team <laughs> spend their days moulding dozens of green tea-stained burger buns, complete with little crowns made of dough, oh. to resemble the virus images. That's why the coronavirus isn't scary anymore. After you eat a burger in the shape of the virus, it spreads joy to others, he says. Oh, stop it, <laughs> The shop's selling 50 burgers a day, um, despite the growing numbers of businesses that are being forced to close because of the virus. We have this joke that if you are scared of something, you should eat it, said Tung. Now, isn't how the thing started in the first place? I've got got a feeling somebody was (laughs) petrified of a bat. That's exactly right. Uh, The coronavirus is very dangerous, but if we eat a burger in its shape, in our minds... Is like we're victorious, oh, said yeah. Key. If you yeah. want to beat it, you've got to eat it. So on that basis, oh. I'm looking forward to his next burger line. Spiders, snakes, clowns, oh. <laughs> other things that we're scared of. If you if you want to beat it, you've got to eat it, Scotty. The only remember the, that the, the one thing that bothered me when you first started to uh, make mention of that article and where it was, the vision, the the, the, <laughs> the the things that I conjured up in my mind. That were potentially, you know, you, uh, as a food source. Thinking about the hygiene of, of said well, establishment. and I'm going to use that uh, as a segue uh, now, if I may, because mm-hmm. uh, I want to have a quick banter with you about the wet markets in Wuhan. Wuhan, and this, and this, Wuhan isn't the only place in the mm. world nope. that has wet nope. markets. Many, many countries, Indonesia. And others have wet markets. But strangely, uh, there's a little focus on Wuhan. Yes, but a small <laughs> focus on that part of the world. Now, do you know why they call them the wet markets? Go right ahead. Because it's so bloody hot 
Uh, it's full of uh, ba- barrels and you know boxes of ice to try and keep the fish and, and crustaceans mm. cold. Mm. Of course, it melts that bloody quickly. Mm. There's water all over the floor. Mm. So that's why they call it the wet market. There you go. <laughs> now, I saw, a, but I did see a very disturbing piece about the wet markets uh, on uh, the tube, I think a couple of nights ago. Mm. I reckon I saw, I, uh, I'm hoping they were animals, <laughs> but I saw things that I've never seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, like a little furry thing this big with with, with um, Bugs Bunny ears that were this big. Oh, you know? yeah. uh, and I'm saying, you know, something about the size of a footy that had ears are about eight feet high. Um, it was just off the chart in terms of what... And, and they're saying for medicinal purposes, some of them, yes, in terms right. of what they secrete. <laughs> right. uh, some of them are consumable... Um, yeah. Others are pets. Um, I tell you what, I, I, I'll give you the percentage of what are pets. A few years ago. One percent. Yeah, a few years ago. <laughs> a, 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 no, a few, years ago, a few shows ago, we were having a conversation about what we do and don't eat, what we would and wouldn't eat, Oh yeah, if you recall. Yeah, we There's did. a couple we were marginal on. We had the conversation about the insects yeah, well, that are now being chocolate coated yep. and fried. And I can't find them, by the way. That are just chips. You haven't been in that shop, though. No, you haven't no, tried too yeah. hard. I haven't been to the wetlands. There's a new one on the list. I'm not eating anything oh, out of the Wuhan wet markets oh, ever. Oh, no, no, no. In fact, I'm never, I'm never going to visit there. Could you, could you do, um, can you do a fried spider? It'd have to be really well done. No hair. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to say no now. <laughs> mm. If that moves, yeah, I'm going to kill someone. Yeah. Uh, I just think there are some things that I don't care what the medicinal no. advantage. If I, if my life's going to be shortened by ten years because I don't eat a fried tarantula, yeah. I don't care. No, I'm with you on. Hey, that. I've got no just, interest just, in that. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll give it a crack from now to however long I've got left on this planet. But I ain't eating. I don't care if it tastes as good as anything that you can get at Yumcha. Oh, seriously. But I'd, I just, I'd have one of um, one of Mr. Key, Key's uh, coronavirus buns. That'd be all right. Yeah, that's it's right. made out of dough. Yeah, it's made out of dough. Yeah, it'd be yeah, fine. That's okay. That's all right. See, I don't... Uh, here's one for you, then. Yeah. Could you go uh, and do I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here in the jungle? No, no. No, no interest in that show. I mean, in terms of some of the stuff they've got to do and oh, they're eat... they're eyeballs and, and That's what I mean. No, it's disgusting. I mean, it must be okay for you, I'd, otherwise I'd, I wouldn't I'd, make I'd, you I'd do struggle it, with warm beer. Yeah, yeah, no, I, no, I'm with you no, there. I, I, mate, the older I get, mate, the, I draw the line. Mate, it's too way I, too hard. I can't eat, I can't eat celery. <laughs> we've had that. Yeah, we've had before. that chat. So how, how am I going to go? Gonna go how with am I going to go with a bull's <laughs> testicle? You know, or a snake's head? I've or had a, a bull's testicle. Oh, have you? Mm. Yeah. In how, in how, how, how many beers did you have with it? Plenty. Yeah, yeah, good boy. Yeah. Very good. Now. um... What else have we got? Well, We've I've got, got a couple well, of things. You know, you've got some things. Um, Very good. Because I'm going to, I'm going to come back to you after yours. Because yeah. uh, I've got a ripper about some of the um, aristocracy. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, All yeah. right. Well, I know, I know you like it. No, I was just, I was just. You mentioned the tube, and it just occurred, sprang to my mind. Yes. That uh, we're all watching a lot of uh, television yeah. these days. Yeah, a bit more. And we have had a bit of cabin fever. That's let's be fair. That's, um, that's more than that's more than fair. <laughs> and um, I decided to come up with my top five escape movies because oh, yeah. Beautiful. I've, I've been sitting there going, "When are we going to escape from this um, isolation?" Yep. And 
they reminded me of a couple of great escape movies. And Scotty, you've probably seen all of these. Well, I think these I've movies. Seen some. I'm going to give you a little countdown from top five to five to one. Yep. Right? Yep. My coming at number five in Rutsy's escape movies was made in 1978. It was a film called Midnight Express. Yeah. Do you remember that yeah, one? Yeah, absolutely. Starring yeah. Brad Davis and yep. Irene Miracle. It was in that Turkish prison. When he strapped the hash to his body and he tried to get out of Turkey and he got busted. Yes. And he went into the Turkish prison. Yep. It was a very, very made a very big impact on me, that, that film. Right. Love that one. Good. So number four, I'm going to take you a bit further back to 1973 with Steve McQueen and Dustin Hoffman in a little film called Papillon. Brilliant film. Brilliant film, Absolutely huh? brilliant film. That's a great film. Yep. And yep. he's in the, and he keeps getting put into isolation and his teeth fall out and he eats the bugs. To speaking of bugs, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have them fried either, mate. Way ahead of his time. He, he was, really he was. was. Yeah, he, he obviously knew the nutritional value. Steve McQueen on the paleo <laughs> diet in Papillon. Beautiful. <laughs> now, that was a great film. Yep. I thought number three for me was Escape from Alcatraz, starring Clint Eastwood. Oh, yes, fantastic. And film. Patrick McGowan was the warden. Remember fantastic that? Fantastic film. That was a great film. Yeah. It was made in 1979. Yeah. So all these are dating <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, very good. But number two for me was The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, how good. Do you remember that? With Tim oh, Robbins I, as Andy DeFriesny and Morgan it's, Freeman? It's probably up there with the film I've seen the most amount of times. It's a ripper, isn't it? Uh, it's just, it's, it's a classic. And he gets, he gets in a lot of trouble and he yep. gets beaten up a bit Hold and obviously on, yeah, molested and then... Then he starts managing the warden's financial matters, and <laughs> yeah, lo and behold, lo and behold, he gets looked after, and uh, there you go, and the the rock hammer and the the tunnel that he's been digging for nineteen years. That's a fantastic movie. It's but number brilliant. one for me, yeah. it's an opinion based business. This starred Steve McQueen, James Garner, Richard Attenborough, James Donald, Charles Bronson, Donald Pleasance, James Coburn. It's called The Great Escape. Great Escape. Hey. Abs- over the, that uh, iconic mo- move. He's on the Harley. Steve McQueen's on, on the Harley. Harley over the barbed wire oh, fence. Correct. Yep. Correct. No, correct. Absolutely superb. They escaped Stalag Luft 3. Not Stalag 13, <laughs> as in <laughs> Hogan's Heroes. Oh. Stalag 3. Right. So they were my five. There were many good escape movies left out of that list. Yeah. But I've seen all of those yep. multiple times. And um, they are brilliant. Yeah. Well, maybe. Um, have you seen any of the uh, the Saw movies? No, mate. Haven't no, you? No, I don't like the scary ones. <laughs> well, they're That's actually another thing. I'm a wuss. At. It, it's actually they're they're not scary. They're incredibly gory. Um, yeah, we'll but it, but it's the whole mastermind piece about it's a, it's a bit like Mousetrap, right? Yeah. It's a bit like you got to work out how to get out stuff. Um, but yeah, no, you you got you got to have a stomach for it for one, because uh, it's a bit tricky. But so um, there for you go for the younger listeners anyway. out there that haven't seen any of those movies that are all old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but don't go, worry, they're go not go in black them. and white. Go and watch the Shawshank. Go and I don't watch care them. what age you are. If yeah. you, I reckon if you're about eight or nine years of age up, go and watch the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I mean, Morgan Freeman is just you know, absolutely magnificent. Yeah, he's so, brilliant in that. Yep. So, Scotty, we're going to go and hear from our sponsors now. And coming back, we're going to talk to someone who's just made a great escape. Oh, yes. Very good. And uh, this is Segway. <laughs> <laughs> the king of <laughs> And uh, what we'll do is we'll uh, take these ads, play a song, and come back and have a chat. Very good. Talk soon.
Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Hi, I'm Costa Georgiatis, host of Gardening Australia. Neighbour Day was started to draw attention to the increase in loneliness and social isolation across our country. And its messaging is more important than ever right now as we face uncertain times with COVID-19. Even when physically isolated, people are showing us how to connect and support one another. Every day is Neighbour Day. Visit neighbourday.org for more information. Hi, this is Barry Hall for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Here's a simple word of advice. If you enjoy a drink when you go out, keep it simple. Unless you're a rocket scientist, you don't really know whether you're under or over the limit. So try this, either drink or drive. Don't mess around trying to do both. That way you'll make the road a safer place for everyone. RAD, R-A-D-D-D-O-R-G-D-O-R-G-D-O-R-G-D-O-R-G-D-O-R-G-D-O-R-G-D-O-R-G-D-O-R-G-D-O-R-G-D-O-R-G-D-O-R-G-D-O-
Welcome back to the two smoking guns and uh, the monkeys there, Scotty. I hear a little bit of the well, monkeys. Well, you know, I went there goes. because you'd mentioned the Wuhan markets, <laughs> and I thought I'd go there. I had my, I had my hands going in front of my face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, no, that's a bit of a blast from oh, the past yeah, for you to uh, like for you to that. trot that out. We that's like very that. good. Do we feel I'm feeling um, like good. I'm doing a lot of nostalgia today, Scotty. Yeah, but no, um, love your work. Listen, over to you to introduce our special guest. All right, we will. So uh, it's a, a friend of the show. And uh, a chap uh, we've uh, obviously both known for, for some time, but yeah. we're uh, we're joined today by uh, uh, Greg Reed. Greg, welcome to the program. G'day, boys. How are you? Very yeah, well. Going well, thank you, mate. Going well. Now, um, we're grateful for your time because uh, I was only um, chatting with you a little while back and uh, got this message through that you you weren't on our fine shores, and I. Uh, then uh, I think we had a we had a chat on the phone one night. And you informed me that you were in Fiji uh, and, yeah. and having a uh, having a holiday, and I, uh, that just gave me rise to think be, uh, because all of this was uh, was sort of alive and well at that stage. So I just thought, you know, you've got family back here, and um, you you were stuck over there, and I, I was interested to um, to see. I think you even sent some video back of uh, you know, well, this is what a supermarket looks like over here, and we couldn't find a dunny roll within hundred. 100 miles of the joints uh, back here um, so I was interested to know what that experience was like when you were were there what were you hearing what were you seeing and you know and what was that like to know that you know we we had this all going on on back here I, I'm just interested to know um, how you felt through that time well it was completely normal the the day I left um, I, I flew to Brisbane and then um I was sitting in the, the Virgin Lounge in Brisbane and, you know, everyone was packed in there having bits of breakfast, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, I think the plane left around 8 o'clock. Yep. From Brisbane, I'd flown in from Melbourne about from about 6. Yep. And, um, yeah, it was completely normal. Um, jumped on the plane, got to Fiji. Having said that, the first thing uh, that happened when I stepped off the plane, there was uh, all the people at the airport had suits on and masks on and... And up first thing they come up to to me and put something to my head and check my temperature. <laughs> yeah, not so, not a gun. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't a gun. A no, temperature no. gun. <laughs> yeah, a temperature gun. Yeah. So I thought, oh, that that didn't happen on the way out from Australia. But, no. Okay. Um, jumped in a cab and went to went to the hotel and things were fine. I mean, I, I follow I follow the news and I know the markets were were starting to get a bit jittery and. Um, but no, it was quite fine. And over the journey, I recall talking to you, Scotty, and yep. a few of the boys back home, and I yep. couldn't, I couldn't believe the stories because it was Fiji's a, a very nice place. The weather was good, and um, yeah, the supermarkets were all chock a block with with food, and people were going about their their daily chores. And yeah, it was it was quite good. And um, 
I actually met a nice girl over there and uh, decided to stay on for a little bit longer. And um, I thought three months I was thought, a bit much, um, mate. <laughs> but, um, so I'd have, I'd, I'd push my slide back a bit uh, for yeah. an extra week, yeah. and again things seemed to be quite normal. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, there was reports back from home of the goal closing this and closing that, and. I did start to get a bit jittery and, and wanted to get back home, so um, yep. I rang the airlines and tried to get a flight out and happened to get one back into Brisbane. Um, and that happened to be on, uh, on on a Monday, I think it was the 23rd, and um, if I hadn't have done that, I would have been stuck in CG still because they closed the airport the next day. Wow. So um, it all happened um, very, very quickly. Well, I'll tell you what, you've, you've now got me even further intrigued, though. So you leave our fair shores uh, out of Bris Vegas, and you arrive at Fiji, and they're all ready, and, and there's not a sign of anything back at our end, but you arrive in Fiji three, four, five hours later, whatever the journey is, and they're already there, suited up and masked up. Absolutely. So what, yeah. is, what did they know that we didn't know? There's the there's the, uh, the the elephant in the room, isn't it? I mean, what what did you did you glean? Did you ask anybody at the time why they were like that? Given that you hadn't seen anything back at our end, um, it, it did intrigue me a little, and, and, and I did ask, was there any cases in the country? And they said no. And yep. while I was there for, for the twelve days. Um, there was a flight attendant that came in from on Fiji uh, from Fiji Airlines that came in from San Francisco, yep. um, and that was their first case. And and when we left on the Monday, there was two, I think, and that was all. But um, interestingly enough, when we arrived back in Australia, well, into Brisbane, um, there was no one with a suit on taking my temperature either. And I thought that was a bit uh, wow. interesting. How the Fijians were, you know, doing that from the previous uh, 12 days. Yeah. So did you have to um, self-isolate when you came back? Certainly did, actually. Um, <laughs> so we're allowed and to how did you spend... Where, where did you spend your self-isolation? And are you still self-isolating? Well, I, I, I was in Brisbane and they allowed me to get back to Melbourne. And I got back to Melbourne on the Tuesday morning and went straight into isolation in my apartment in, uh, in South Yarra. And I was, I was in there for... A good 14 days. Um, I did get a, a visit from um, our good friends at the Victoria Police on, I think it was the first Sunday night I was there around 8.30. They were kind of knocking on the door to make sure I was um, at home, which I was. And, um, Very good. Yeah, it was, um, it was, yeah. And ho- hopefully, hopefully no, 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 no in, in inkling of the virus. You just, just did the normal... Room. No, they actually yeah. asked that. They, 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 they asked, you know, you've got a fever, do you feel well, um, you know, how you're feeling, do you need anything? So that, they, were, they were really good. And, um, yeah, no, I, was, uh, I still feel fine. And, yeah, I, I sort of got out of that 14 days and I, I put myself in isolation up on um, uh, up in New South Wales in the Coast Coast at the moment. So it's uh, a little bit warmer up here. Oh, you, you're the doing country. it a little bit I'm tough sure. up there, are you? <laughs> 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 I, 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 14 I, days I, in South I, Yarra versus, oh, bugger it, I'll go no, up the coughs. I, I think he's trying to mirror his time in Fiji. Oh, he, no, he won't go there. <laughs> now, I just wonder, when you tell me, uh, old mate, that uh, you get to Fiji and they're already masked up, that I now look at a, uh, a graph in front of me and Fiji's not even on it. <laughs> so, you know what? Go figure. Well, so 
Did they uh, stopped it before it started, Oh, Scotty. that's right, yeah. They just they just shut the joint down. Bula, bula. Yeah, you're not coming in yeah. uh, anyway. Um, Greg, you're, you're also um, a business owner, and uh, we've just, yeah. uh, I don't know if you heard earlier, we, we had Stuart Kay from Escala Partners on, and you're, uh, you're uh, the uh, chief executive, if, uh, if I stand corrected, of uh, 1-300 Insurance. And um, Rutsi and I were sort of talking before the show about, you know, how different people become impacted. Have you seen anything within your business model or, or your, your business activity to suggest that, um, you know, it, it's had an impact on your business uh, as well in terms of people dropping off or not being able to afford it or have you seen any anything through through that part of the world? So, so it's interesting. I uh, A long time ago, I, I, I tried to create a model that, that we could basically outsource. Um, yeah. And all of this working from home um, that's, that's arisen because of the coronavirus, we've, I've really been doing that for a number of years now and in fact, I've got a colleague who works out of Adelaide and he's in Sydney and in Melbourne and Brisbane for meetings. But, you know, he's in Adelaide most of the time and in Melbourne most of the time. And yep. we, we've sort of... It hasn't really affected us as, as far as that's concerned. Yep. Um, it has... A, uh, there's been some effect on some of our suppliers who right. man um, call centres, et cetera, et cetera. We've had to cut back some of those hours and they've had to rearrange... They're not sitting so close to each other yep. um, along the way, but um, they're, they're, and there has been some disruptions to some of the, the products. Um, uh, some of the landlord insurances have, have, have stopped offering yep. um, rent default insurance because yep. of the ongoing um, discussions, I suppose, between landlords and tenants. Sure. Um, the travel insurance is, is certainly um, been affected, but outside of that. Um, Look, people are uh, probably sitting around the dinner table, uh, a lot being isolated, I suppose, and, um, you know, it's been really tough on a lot of people, and uh, maybe they're sitting around trying to, you know, balance the budget, and so insurance in these types of situations tends to um, get people, and it's a boring, boring subject, but they do tend to possibly shop around for, for insurances at this time. Yep, but just make sure they've got some level of protection on the way through. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I saw health yeah, insurance. No, health insurance was an interesting one too that I noticed. They're starting to do, you know, they're not um, automatically lifting their premiums with CPI, etc. Uh, it's, it's good of them, but I would have thought they should probably, from a pure business model, should be making hay while the sun shines was in it, a health crisis. Was that not a, a government insistence, I though? I don't that, know. That they, uh, Greg, you might even Greg know the answer know. to this. I mean, I, I read a similar thing whereby, you know, one of the large ones I saw was, was uh, said, oh, we're not going to put up our premiums for another six months. Now, was that under government direction or was that just under uh, some moral compass that they might have had? I think it's the latter. I think it's a moral compass thing. The, the yep. um, regulated rises from the government, um, a lot of the bigger players have said they're going to, you know, waiver that for, I think that was right, in, in, for at least six months. Yep. So that's probably more of a, you know, doing their bit for the community and from a PR perspective, it's, it's, it's quite good. I'm actually looking forward to a few of the politicians um, cutting their salaries over, <laughs> over this oh, time period. When, I, when did you say... Be, be patient, mate. You might have to be in Coffs Harbour for a lot longer before you see that. <laughs> so, when did you take up comedy? Uh, um, and of no, course, you know, 
Uh-oh. I did see our friend over the ditch, um, Jacinda Ardern, taking a 10% pay cut, yeah. which I thought was, uh, yeah. was a, show, a show of leadership for the community. Absolutely. It's uh, one in all. In, uh, isn't that what they're saying? We're all in this together, except us. <laughs> do, do as I say, not as I do. So do you have any other I friends? Another... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Pardon? Go ahead. Sorry, um, just another uh, observation. When I flew uh, up here, I, I, I flew to Sydney and drove up. Yep. And I was I was up I was up, actually up there in one of the front seats, but um, we, we've had one seat, one seat, and then the old one seat, one seat. But down the back, it's three seats, three seats, and um, all of the middle seats, uh, so the B seat and the E seat, were were, were empty. So right. you know that that was some of the initiatives I think the airlines were, had taken up. Um, you know, in, in, in helping to uh, to not spread the virus. In contrast to some uh, travellers that I saw that uh, the Australian government were bringing back home from uh, other countries, and uh, they were all side by side. <laughs> thank thank yeah. you, for, thank you for that. But uh, no, mate, it's uh, it, look, it's uh, it's an interesting time all around, and uh, and as you say, and we were also sharing with uh, Stuart earlier that you know, I, I think it gives people reason to. Uh, look at uh, how we can do things differently going forward and uh, that'll create new opportunities somewhere um, and uh, you know it's uh, you, you've just got to keep a level head and uh, follow the rules and uh, that's about that's about all we can do but we were certainly intrigued um, as to uh, your your time while you're away and and just uh, how that was being communicated and uh, and and just how you felt about that not not being back here. And um, what uh, at the end of this, I think anyone, anyone who's done the fourteen days in isolation should qualify for some sort of prize. Yeah. What would you, what sort of prize would you like? For, two weeks. Two for weeks that? in Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'll pass on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on! I got I got I got front row seats to the Wuhan wet market. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's. Uh, I tell you what, I think everybody deserves a medal when we get through the other side of this, and we will. It's uh, It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when, and uh, just got to keep doing the right thing. Greg, thanks for your time today, old mate. We're uh, we're very grateful for your insights and uh, and that of uh, the business world as well. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us on Two Smoking Guns. Yeah, today. thanks for sharing your story, mate, and I hope you're enjoying the. Uh, you guys. Yeah, good on you, mate. Cheers, mate. Talk soon. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians, and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502 1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Drugs, endangered wildlife, weapons, child pornography and illicit tobacco. You never know what criminals will try to import or export from our country. Crime Stoppers Victoria and Australian Customs and Border Protection Service are working closer than ever to put a stop to this. But we need your help. If you have any information on illegal activity, whether it's happening in Victoria or crossing our borders, call Crime Stoppers on 1800 000 or visit crimestoppers.com.au. Viruses like flu and coronavirus spread when tiny droplets from coughs and sneezes land on surfaces that others touch. You can help reduce this risk by coughing or sneezing into your elbow or upper arm or use a tissue 
and put the tissue in the bin straight after. Then wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. Visit health.gov.au to learn more. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. 50 years ago, astronaut Joe Kerwin was capsule communicator as the crippled Apollo 13 plummeted eastward at 40,000 kilometres per hour across Australia towards the Pacific Ocean. Peoples of the world held their collective breath. Would the three astronauts survive the fires of re-entry? In a chat with the space show, Joe Kerwin tells his story exclusive to Southern FM. The Space Show, 7pm this Wednesday. From Mordialic to Malvern, you're listening to Southern FM.
And welcome back to the Two Smoking Guns. Here a bit of Morrissey there for you, Scotty. Right, I was, uh, I was wondering whether you might have uh, flung at me uh, Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got that one queued. Oh, you've got a queued off stolen your thunder. There you go. No, we'll do that in a minute, that one. Uh, very but, uh, good. The great Morrissey. What a now, voice uh, of a generation, uh, that man. Can I just go to... Um, uh, I'm just going to throw some names up, and I just want you to tell me what comes to mind right. when I do that. Or oh, word association. Can I, yeah, can I do that? Yes, we, please. We haven't had a word association nice. for a while. What if I said to you, uh, Supercar E-Series? Uh, I would say Mattel uh, and those orange strips that go round and round. <laughs> well, no, this is uh, these are the supercar boys that are racing against each other. Right. Uh, What's a supercar? V eights. It's oh, bigger than a normal car, right? right? Okay. So, um, but now they're doing it from simulators against each other. Right. And so are the boys over in America. Right. So they're, they're all having a race. So one of our so, boys, I think Scotty McLaughlin's gone over there. I think he actually won his very first race over in the that, US if memory serves. Does that mean that they can just stack and root press yeah. repeat and yeah, go they again? Yeah, they just go, start again. Start again. <laughs> sort of takes the yeah. danger out of the game, doesn't or it? Or insert coin here. <laughs> That's right. I've been on those right things. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, next, next, okay. word, uh, next one for you, Lockie Hunter. Oh, uh, Western Bulldogs, um, drunk. Um, yeah. He hit more cars than uh, Jordan Belfort in the Wolf of Wall Street when he came <laughs> home on the Quaaludes. Uh And uh, he shouldn't have been out anyway, so uh, he's in a bit of trouble. How do you how do you go uh, on the odd scale of uh, being on the P one five, driving when you shouldn't be out, um, b- breaking that law? And then stacking into four cars, one of which happens to be your fiance's parents' vehicle. <laughs> Could you just extrapolate those odds for he's me? He's had the hey? great. He's had a great day. Seriously, and hey, then, he's um, got an A for stupidity for yeah, going out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, getting on the P 15s source is fine, but you don't go near a car. So uh, he's he's gone B. Yep. Stupid twice. Yep. And then uh, has his dumb luck. <laughs> he's yeah. four cars, yeah. and he's uh, Fiance's he's just impressed vehicle. the new in-laws. Yeah. And he's uh, do you want to be doing some smooth talking there? So, but he's banged up his little uh, his Merc. So, um, and oh, of course, if you if you're on the source uh, and you're over a five, uh, no insurance. And he's probably had a pay cut too. So, uh, he? <laughs> so he's had a he's, he's had, had a, a shocker. Bad, he's had a bad day. Um, <laughs> all right. What if I said to you, uh, what do you think Kieran Racing is? Kieran Racing yes. is the racing that is done by Kieran Perkins. <laughs> uh, no, and it's not. It's skiing related. No, and it's not a beer drinking competition either. <laughs> well, I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> so. I actually just came across this. Uh, Kieran, as in the um, said particular bike race called the Kieran at a velodrome. Why is it called the Kieran? So it's called a Kieran. So I'm not sure if that refers to the number of contestants or the distance. Oh, that's the mad one where they all start and there's a hundred of them and they keep (laughs) going and then they... Then they randomly sprint for yeah, a couple of laps. Yeah, yeah, there's a bloke that sort of goes to the front and he drags them along. Anyway, this is sort of a variation of that. But um, you can now bet on Kieran Racing. And what they've done, they've set it up where there's, it looked to me what I saw today, 8 to 10 to maybe 12 competitors. These bikes have got no brakes. They're doing 70 to 80 kilometres an hour they, around the, the velodrome. Are they fixies? So I don't know what they call that. But they're all coloured. 
So they're like horses. Oh, like they're like jockeys. It's like watching the dish lickers <laughs> on wheels. So you've got these little jockeys on these bikes now going around the velodrome, oh, and little, you can have a punt on little them. Little jockeys with large so thighs it's called and quads. Kieran Racing. And, uh, uh, well, uh, I haven't seen that on uh, Fox uh, no, uh, Racing. Allegedly, you can go and find it on one of the betting well, a- apps. Uh, so I'm going to have a look at that and just yeah. see what that's about, because yeah. that's just got madness written all over <laughs> it for me. That's beautiful. Is there a version of the cycling around the velodrome that's like the steeplechase, where every lap they have to jump a puddle of water <laughs> or something like that? <laughs> they sh- I'd pay to watch that. No, they should be made to change their tyre <laughs> <laughs> or swap a helmet. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, right, what if I said to you, Zoom drinks? Oh, well, I've done, my wife's been doing this. Of yeah. Late. yeah, she's been Zooming in with her friends and yeah. they're all having a good of a good of a drink and yeah, a cackle. So they, they do a, a little uh, online catch-up now, and, now uh, there's and a have thing. a frothy or two. That's never going to catch on Zoom drinks post, nah. the, post the apocalypse because nah. there's nothing better than having one on the wood with your mates at the pub. Yeah, Friday night when the footy's oh, on, and, and one's not one. That's just, that's, that's the first order of hey, events. How good is that? Yeah, yeah no, it's chesting uh, the tender. So, Zoom drinks. It's, Zoom it's, drinks. It's, it's a mother, necessity is the mother of invention. Correct. You know, you're only doing it because you can't. Now, I do want to mention this because time will, I'll guarantee it'll get away oh, from will, us because no it's very important. No. Uh, no, no, just 30 seconds with Anzac Day. Oh, yes, yes, right, yes. So next Saturday. Um, so I think what they're doing is encouraging us all to get up at about 5 to 6. Yes. And stand at the bottom of our driveways at 6 a.m. and just hold a minute's silence. I saw that, Scotty, in the paper, and I think that's a fine idea. I think it's a fine idea, It's too. called 6 a.m. in your driveway yep, for, a, in, for the driveway salute. In your jammies. <laughs> well, you wear what you wear to bed, well, which in right. my case might scare the neighbours. <laughs> and you'll be standing on—you'll be standing on a road that faces the water. <laughs> so, uh, I, uh, in which case, it won't scare the neighbours. <laughs> that's too funny. Uh, that's beautiful. Anyway, I wanted to mention that. I think that's a great thing to do. Yeah. Well, we can't um, do much else, can we? I even saw—I uh, think today—that the uh, the chap who is the bugler who normally goes and does the Anzac uh, parade and, and uh, ceremony in the morning, he's going to go out with his family in full regalia yeah. and he's going to bugle uh, out the front of his house. Well, I've had a few people bugling out the front of my house in the past. Is that a new term for um, too many beers, bugling? <laughs> Maybe we could all buy a bugle or some form of brass instrument and go out 6 o'clock in the morning I, and give it a blow. I think we should all just have the app on our phone where you can play the bugle oh, and everybody the, in the street should stand there with their phones going. So and, are you going to play the last post or are you going to play that one we did? That we did for the races. <laughs> Come on, it's it's Anzac Day. Yeah, we, um, we can't we can't sorry. mess with Anzac. So, but I reckon uh, even if one of the radio stations or something just uh, grabs it and everybody yeah. can stand in the street with their phones That's or a great idea. put their radios out the window and and have it played, yeah. I think that would be quite moving. Get on it, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, um, we might have to bake some Anzac biscuits through the week. Well, that might be a nice initiative for uh, Southern FM. Everybody might tune in and, and play the uh, play the. Play the last post uh, Saturday, through Southern FM Saturday morning. Isn't We're going to talk to Cull about that. We're yeah, going to have we'll a chat about that. that. Get on that. Yep, we will. He'll be on. He'll be on to us before right. in, yeah. within oh, the next I'm three minutes. For the, <laughs> waiting for the text. Yeah, thanks, boys. It's the only show he listens to because he knows uh, we're going to stuff it up at any <laughs> at any particular time. All right, what do you got? Well, I wanted home? to hear about Jeeves, though. So. Oh, I've got please, to give you can Jeeves. you give me I some Jeeves? I must give you Jeeves. I must. I must. This is just. I mean, you know, the gift that kept on giving oh. for us over in the UK, 
but uh, this has gone to a whole new level. And it's not about the royals, but it's about those that feel as though they're close to them. So we have the aristocracy. Uh, and uh, it, it's uh, this this girl, uh, she's captured it beautifully. This is Jessica Capani uh, from London. Yeah, uh, a wealthy British a wealthy British households are taking online housekeeping classes as their butlers and nannies are in self isolation, <laughs> and a domestic staff company has said. So, it, so is it, is it, yeah, go kick it. There you go. go. Polo and Tweed in Mayfair, London, recruits and trains staff, including housekeepers, butlers and chefs for professionals, royalty and celebrities. But families are struggling to keep up with the demands of maintaining their homes during the lockdown as 50% of the Polo and Tweed staff live off-site and many are having to isolate. (laughs) Uh, In their absence, Lucy Challengers, uh, CEO of Polo, uh, Polo and Tweed, said there has been a huge rise in owners of property known as principals. Principals yeah, of property. I'd call that Sir Bufton Tufton. <laughs> it's right. right? Sir so, Barrington Smart the Fourth. Sir Buffy, uh, he's asking for advice and training, including how to change bed sheets, iron and clean. <laughs> <laughs> this is gold, seriously. Challenger says we're getting calls day in, day out from principals saying, uh, I've, I've, never had to change, I've never had to change the bed. What do I do? Uh, what's the best way of laundering it? <laughs> People are having to launder an iron fold for the first time, and everyone wants to know tips for housekeeping, uh, for keeping the house clean, and being aware of cross contamination. They're worried about cross contamination. He adds, <laughs> one of our clients has one of the largest properties in Henley, uh, with a team of ten housekeepers. And that's not including the groundsmen, the PAs, the estate managers, and the chefs. Uh, people might think, hang on, why can't this person who owns a big house just pick up the hoover uh, and, and off they go? But simply picking up a hoover in a property that has 30 bedrooms would take you a month to complete. <laughs> oh, Absolutely gold that uh, I don't know how to change the bed sheets. Seriously. Oh, you got to feel sorry for those people in those massive estates, Scotty. No, No, that's right. Never touched a bed sheet in their life. (laughs) Wouldn't know where the washing machine was. Don't put the darks in with the colours. Down on the basement with the ATM. (laughs) Don't don't put the whites in with the colours in the darks. (laughs) All right, what are you going to bring us home with? Well, uh, you mentioned the song before, Scotty. Oh, yeah. Um, Righto. So, you know, just carrying on a bit of a theme here today. I won't even mention the theme because smart, the smart people will pick it up. All right. If, if you have to talk about it, clearly it's not a very good theme. So uh, <laughs> we might uh, toddle off, play this We're song, done. and we'll shuffle off. Thanks to everyone Enjoy for your today. Sunday. Thanks to Stuart Kay and to Greg Reed for yeah. their contribution today. It was good to chat to those lads. Uh, everybody stay safe, follow the rules, and uh, we'll be back again. At some so, point. <laughs> we hope. All right. See From ya. Two Smoking Guns. Goodbye. See you later. Thank you.